Welcome to Inspiring Futures. I'm your host, Ed Cotton. This is a podcast where we talk about the how, what, and why of the future. Welcome to another episode of Inspiring Futures. My guest today from London is Akhil Benjamin. Akhil is a really interesting story in terms of what he's been doing, what he's been up to in terms of uh, working in design strategy, uh, working on design experience, um, and doing some really fascinating work in the world of mentoring businesses. So. Akil, do you want to do you want to take us through a little bit of your your journey? What took you to where? Yeah, you no, no, I can start. Me, everybody. My name is Akil. I am a researcher. I am a designer. I'm a strategist. I'm I'm really a creative individual who likes to bring like this stuff to the world. Um, once upon a time, I was a biologist, like. And that was really interesting, the human body's growth. But the lessons you learn about the human body and how to go, and lessons you learn about scientific inquiry and discovery and working out how things work, hey, that's really great for design. And it's about how, for me, my practice started to become how how do we go and build things for people? How do we go build product, services, and experiences for communities that don't usually ha- are that aren't usually on the top of the list to be built for? And after doing that for so long i've become a specialist at doing it i've become an expert at doing it and it's become my practice and so what the work that we do now i started community when i was 18 with my friends um and that company's still running we still own it and it's a design studio it's a radically purposeful design studio and the reason why we call it that is because when we look at the history of our work for like the last seven eight years we realized we always bit off more than we could chew and we realized we were always trying to reimagine or explore new ways of delivering products and services to communities that didn't have it. Um, we were doing, we were trying to make communities around music um, online in 2013, just as Spotify was starting to gain traction. Um, we were looking at virtual phone numbers, you know, the ones that you can get those Uber, those Uber delivery drivers use, um, those virtual phone numbers. We were looking at virtual phone numbers for small business back in 2014 when it was, if you didn't have an O2O number on your business card, you were kind of still seen as illegitimate. We were talking, we were asking questions like, why did our grandparents have to go to the doctor when the healthcare physician didn't actually touch them, but yet still getting them to the doctor was a two or three hour experience for the family or carer for a 12, 13 minute appointment, which no one, it didn't make sense to us. And so we started building all these tools to address all these challenges, all these problems. And we realized we, we started having our own unique perspective, our, our own worldview on the matter. When we started, with the healthcare work, especially digital health work, we started to get a lot of recognition. Um, we got recognition from um, the, the, the Department for Health. We got recognition from NHS and their innovation teams. We started to get recognition from organizations around the world to say, oh, wow, you've got a technology that could even kind of do this thing. Congratulations, you're onto something. Um, how do we champion you? How do we support you? And then we started building a career of saying, okay, if we can solve these problems to ourselves to this fidelity um, with zero budget, we did all those projects with zero budget. But if, oh, I just made one. Oh. Don't worry, thank you. Um, when you can do these projects with zero budget, what happens with 
the world where you can now, how can I describe, do it with 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand. Um, this is where we started to build our skills because it was just like, okay, we've got our own process. We've got something that's true to us. How do we articulate that? How do we communicate that? And so we spent years and years and years trying to communicate um, how we go about really delivering on our products and on our services. We tried to spend years and years and years trying to work out what our values are. And so now when we're professionals and established within the space and we go and speak at conferences and stuff like that, we share work. It comes from, the work comes from a real deep, sense of this is how we do things it's almost like our style of kung fu to go out there and design projects like this and when you extend that further now into my own personal space that that comes with me it's not like when i go and design a new project outside of community i go and throw away all the stuff that i learned there no it's a building experience and so i've taken that those years of experience and then i've applied them to space and so when you start seeing stuff like um mnc Sachi saturday school or saturday school which is just as it's just started and it's taught three thousand people in a year um that's because we really started using those skills and values to bring it forward when it comes down to men this mentoring program um, which we've got over 300 volunteers and over 300 that businesses signed up to be mentored over a six-month period and brands are showing up to just deliver resource and people are showing up to just deliver resources because I've got all that experience of delivering for communities that may not have been the first choice to deliver for but I'm also trying to deliver a world-class service and cool. so that's let's, my let's just let's just let's just take a take a yeah. quick pause and go back so take us back to 2013 and the, and what you were doing then are the, are the people you were working with then still part of your team or is, is it evolved um, our team's evolved a little bit, but, it's, but we, the three founders, are, like, there was four of us in the beginning, there was four founders in the beginning. Um, and then one of the early founders left because they believed that they, they were going on a different path and that's okay. It's just yeah. that we stuck with the company, we did this instead. So the, the four founders are actually an artist nowadays. Um, but in even losing that person, that's taught us how to adapt and how to grow and how to cover each other's skills and how to do teamwork better and stuff like that. And that really helps make a difference moving forward because now we're a really solid team we're a really strong team and so who, are the the way, other, who are the other who are the other people yeah the other people are alex Fafega and richard fag bolligan um and we started the company um, in 2013 that's who we started with um now it's really interesting like my mom works with us as our junior researcher um and my mom's a shareholder in the company that's awesome so it's like we keep the wealth at home and we and my mom it's almost like retraining for my mom because she's in retirement and so she's had, she gives her an opportunity to engage in the world with completely new eyes, with all the experience of her old life, but also this breath of fresh air for the new life. And it's quite amazing. Um, so um, take us, tell, tell us how the, tell us, talk a little about the healthcare project. Was it, was it just you guys thinking things could be better or how? how? Yeah, the healthcare project was built out of this thing where we were making virtual phone lines for small business and we realized that was a bust. We realized that as much as the technology was there to make it work, there was no customer to pay for it. And so we transitioned and we said, oh, okay, we've got all this uh, virtual phone line software. We've got all this virtual web like, communication software. What else can we reapply it for? And then one day we said, oh, Alex was struggling to um, take his grandparents to the doctor. And I, was, I remember my grandma had mental health issues at the time. And so it's just like, okay, how might we go about 
addressing this issue. It took three hours of our day to go until to go for me to go to my grandma's house to go spend an hour preparing for my grandma, then go take then spend whatever minutes taking her to the doctor's surgery, then to sit there to wait for them not to speak to her, touch her, whatever, go back home. It didn't it wasn't cognizant with our, with our understanding of the world. And so we said, how might we experience this differently? And so I remember one day we were working in, um, where's that Google Startups Hub in um, Old Street? We were in there. Um, and I remember we, were, we said, okay, cool. We're going to make a list of maybe 30 doctors. And we're going to call 30 doctors to see if this might make a difference in how if someone says yes they're interested in this idea and they think it will make a difference we will we'll just go and build it and so that's how we almost validated the idea for customers first we enlisted 30 people and like two or three people said they were interested and then we went to go build this thing and then a couple weeks later we drove up to them and said hey this is this thing do you want to try and use it and that's kind of the energy behind a lot of our a lot of our work so now when you see past how we do user research it's pretty much the same thing before we go build a product or service, we're just like, hmm, huh, is there a product, is there a customer for this? Is there this, is there that? And then we'll test that out first before we even go build anything. Yeah, makes sense. So the, the, um, the Saturday Club with, with M&C, how did that come? How did, how did you guys get together with them? So, so I've known m and actually for a while now. Um, how did you first come across them? So... I, went, I got the fortune to attend a diversity and inclusion course. Um, I'm interested in management. And so understanding that managing different teams around me, yeah. I was interested in diversity and inclusion. And so a good friend of mine, um, Hannah McCloskey from Fearless Futures, invited me to participate in her program. And now she runs a beautiful DNI program. And the whole thing, I, I met someone there called Justin Tyndall. Now, Justin Tyndall um, is a um, creative director who was, the, who was previously the creative director at MNC Satch and I met him literally in that space and after watching him deal with that space as a white man in the diversity and inclusion course which is mad intense for a week um, I was like okay would you like to be friends would you like to be accountability buddies would you like to continue a conversation with me on this because I'm looking to grow in this space and I can see you are too and so he brought me into MNC Satchi um, in the, the summer afterwards and after that experience and he was just like yeah um, this is Akil nice to meet you um, and they gave me space they gave me office space they gave me everything I needed so I was off doing community stuff but I was always situated in some way shape or form in and around those people at MNC Sachi. so I did my first Saturday school um, in on top of a cafe and then the reason why I was doing it is because a lot of friends were asking me, Akil, I need your help. Akil, I need your help. Akil, I need your help. Now, Akil, I need your help is fine. But if, you're, if, 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 if everyone thinks it's just them asking for help and that it should be okay, uh, but it's really 10 or 12 people asking you for help over the space of a month, you've probably lost like three, four, five grand in consulting fees like that. And that's okay. But that's not, how might I describe, that's not sustainable. Right. And I realized that that wasn't a sustainable action for me. And I realized I didn't want to get bitter. And I realized that I wanted to actually help them. I was having, I was having a lot of fun helping my friends as well. It's like, these are my friends. I was having fun. Like, so my question started to be, how might I find someone else to pay for this service, knowing that they're not going to pay for this service so that I can deliver this service and they can get the best out of it and everyone's happy. And I realized the stage in my career, I was realized I was doing a lot of business development, business development, business development. And I had an opportunity to engage um, the people I was starting to meet in a different way, right? Because they all believed in some sort of creative empowerment. They all worked in the creative industries. They all believed in making a difference in some way, shape or form. So it was just about, could we give them a space to make difference? So it's like, 
can I, would you pay 50 pounds for me, for me to go and teach someone the basics of business? Now you've seen me, you've hired me, you know, I'm certified, you know, I delivered a world-class service for you. So kind of all the boxes are ticked in terms of trust in me making you to sell. It's just about if you want to do it or not. And we did that, we did that a hundred times. We found people to buy a hundred different tickets. Um, and we, and we made almost a database of them to buy a hundred different tickets to go out and sponsor a hundred people being to the basis of business, my business planning course. And so we're like, wow, okay, this is great. Um, but then it makes you tired. How might you go about, you're trying to, every month you're trying to run and chase money to raise a bank of tickets and they are gonna run and chase people to sign up to your course. It's energy and this is not my day job. So I'm now making progression into making money and this doesn't hurt me so much, but now I'm burning too much time. MNC Sachi is starting to reshape itself as an organization to, um, and make itself the home of the creative entrepreneur. I'm just like, ah, I can see it. Um, MNC Sachi does Saturday school and we make home of the creative entrepreneur like a living, breathing embodiment of their vision. Okay, we can sell that, right? And so- how, how, just, So, so you, you, took, you took the idea to them? Yeah, I just took the idea straight to the top. Um, after meeting Justin Tindall, because he's the creative director, I had the opportunity and access to a lot of that building, a lot of the management in that building. And it, I just leveraged it for our, I guess, collective benefit um, to go and do this. And so that's how MNC Sachi became a partner. And then we said, okay, what does this partnership look like? If, if the whole job for you is to stop me running around chasing money, how about we get do 300 tickets? How about we do a thousand tickets? And so in, in October last year, they pledged to, they pledged to fund a thousand people to be taught at, at Saturday school. And we were gonna call it MNC Sachi Saturday School, and that's how we came together. Um, as of June, we taught three thousand people. It's amazing. Like, like as of June, we taught three thousand people. Like, we could stop now, and we could say, "Hey, we achieved our goal this year. Congratulations!" Us pat ourselves on the back and put our feet on. We won't, but like we really did that, and we're months ahead. So that's how the event. When you, when you, when, so just break it down. Um, you're, you're taking these businesses. And what they, what do they what do they get what are they getting? So yes, yes. So so sign up. So Saturday school, um, we signed up and got sponsorship. And what we did is we got like fifty k to go out there and work out how to do this. And so what yeah. I realized was if we're teaching communities the basics of business, what do basics look like? And so okay, we started with business planning. But then we realized when we started like assessing our community that it was digital marketing how do I get my brand out there and spoken about online? Um, this is social media. Um, this is um, business finance essentials. What do I need to know about filing these tax forms? What do I need to know? When do I need to know them? Can someone walk me through them so I feel a little bit more confident? Can someone tell me the rules and regulations so I don't shit the bed? Um, all these types of questions were really essential. And then I think the last one was, um, because I know I've done this game so many times and I know what burnout looks like, smells like, and sounds like. I'm just like, ah, everybody we're going to do a mental health and wellness course too. And so I gave these four, this, our curriculum was based on four courses, which you could select and serve and you could attend or yourself and we just run them every month. Right. And so you have other, you have other people who, who, yeah, of course. And so we decided to we use the money appropriately. It's not like I just said, I'm 50 K up to go do this thing. I was just like, no, I might as well spend, we might as well get experts in. So we got literal um, small business experts and black business leaders from uh, mental health and wellbeing. We got, I got rich in my operations guys to come and teach the business finance essentials. I've got my friend who, who runs um, a, growth, a growth ventures firm to come and teach the um, business plan and free up, free up my time. I've got my friend Patrice who, who's been running the digital, uh, digital, 
digital marketing shop for like the last six or seven years to come and deliver the digital marketing because if you're running your shop for six or seven years congratulations you've got staying power and okay. so I made a real focus to make my teachers almost like my superheroes mm-hmm. and so I made sure that they were my teachers were black I made sure that especially because of our audience right so Saturday school started off being wanting to teach black women women of color and young people 16 to 25 and then we opened ourselves up to all once we got the funding because then we had capacity to do so but that's always been my target audience black the black community has always been my target audience and so with that in mind we're always asking questions about how we might serve them and serve them best and sometimes serving them best isn't just about delivering content it's about also sometimes putting them in the space to go and make a difference putting them in front of put them in the environment where they can make a difference and putting someone that looks like them in front of them to say that, all right, cool. And as much as you're starting out and you don't know what five years down the track looks like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just really important for everyone when they, when they're attending the court, when they're, they're, they're attending the class to see. So that's what we did. And so after that, um, I realized that, okay, with Corona Saturday school also lost a Saturday school, also was in a real funding bind for a minute because we had because money slowed up everywhere right and so i was like okay i really want to make a difference here and i was actually gonna come with a new product i was just like actually akira you're gonna come with a product to sell and you're actually gonna be fine because you just taught how many people the basis of business you're, you're a qualified consultant like the market's validated yeah. and i was just like i want to come with a new product and something happened and the george floyd thing happened so I kind of got tired of seeing dead black people. Um, I kind of got tired of the UK saying it's only Americans. I was like, ah, UK, no, 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 no. Man, you systemically racist, you like. And I think it's so built in and inherent. We just we accept it for what it is or we don't even know what it looks like. But yeah. I can tell you, I know what it feels like. And so with that in mind, my question start, my challenge question changes a little bit. I'm not trying to build a new product now. I'm trying to like how how might we affect change at scale whilst also empowering black communities at the same time. When we saw that I saw that campaign letter, a lettering campaign, and it felt like platitudes. And I was like, how do I hold these people down to rights? And I've learned from Saturday school, the best way to hold people down to rights is to create an environment where they can interact with and make a difference. And so I was like, okay, what type of environment do we need to create to make a difference? Remember, my, this is, for me, I'm a, I'm a researcher, I'm a strategist, I'm a designer, I'm a service designer, I do a lot of service design projects. So for me, all this in my head, it just looks like me just designing services to plug a gap in someone's life or people's lives where they need it. Um, and so it's like, okay, I've been on the back end of mentoring. I know mentoring is powerful. I've been a mentor. I know that it's changed me and how I interact with the workplace as a being a mentor. Okay, so if we run some sort of mentoring program, how might we make a difference here? Now, I also understand that these people go make big time bucks for the companies that they work for. I understand the mentors that we ask that volunteer make millions for the people that they work for. And I understand that the black businesses, just for them being themselves, have something to show and educate the, men, the mentors. And so now we've got some reciprocal, we've got some sort of reciprocation going on now. And so I'm just like, okay, this environment is going to look like this. Mentors, mentors are going to teach black businesses how to make money at scale, like they do every day at work. And black businesses are just going to be themselves. And these mentors will have a whole experience of a new space. And so when they go back to work, they can be they can be more mindful about who they who they are, what they do, what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to prop this up, not only as a quote-unquote proposition, but what does it look like in action? We're designing a program to make sure that this exists. We have rules, we have guidelines, we have, um, we have, to, we have training, we have, we have training in multiple formats to make sure that you get it. Um, for the mentees, we make sure that we have all this programming to support you just in case this person might fail you because you're coming on this program. And as much as the mentorship's one thing, we want to make sure that you're supported all the way through. I want this to be an environment where you feel supported. So what does that look and sound like? And so this is where we start designing these things and designing these spaces and making stuff for community, for, my, for the community at scale that makes a difference. Um, What's, um, yeah. what, is your t what, what, what is a typical business that is looking for mentorship? So black businesses are usually businesses that try and serve their own community need. Um, you might see a lot of hair products. You, uh, you might see a lot of hair and beauty. You might see a lot of um, social enterprise. Um, you might see a lot of food. Um, you might see a lot of cakes and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then you might see some people who are really trying to go big and try to really change their market. I had a phone call with someone yesterday who said, hey, I've spoken to about a thousand people in the hair and beauty business. I'm trying to make a tech product for hair and beauty because I know that that industry is lacking. So, and so I, it's again, and so I understand that there's an education space necessary to maybe help people bridge the gap from the, the, how they have their idea visualized now to maybe how they can have their idea visualized to be reached around the world. And that doesn't mean you have to have a massive organization to do so. That could just mean you have a really good e-commerce store online, but that now supports your family and pays your mortgage. That's different, man. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, and you see a lot of women. I see a lot of women, but women, in my, you, you have to understand that um, Saturday school's audience was focused on women for a reason, right? Um, women, black women make our households. Black women are leaders of our households and black women are usually the biggest and largest earner in our households. So if I'm trying to make an economic difference, focusing on the black women makes sense simply because it now frees them up and affords them to even make more of their time, mm. right? If they can make more of their time off the value they're driving for themselves, then hey, we just, we just unlocked a key. Do you see what I'm trying to say? And yeah, if, yeah, we're, sure. if we're providing education to do so, then we're doing it in a sustainable way. Now we make some you ever, Did you ever come across businesses that you thought might be better together? Like that they were doing similar things, but... So this was really interesting. Before Corona, I was really trying to eye up to how do we network this community? Because yeah, yeah. Um, my whole view is density. So all these people are coming into us at Saturday School. Saturday School's come this really tight hub and focal point. But I believed our value would be in the interconnectedness of everybody. So mm -hmm. before Corona, we were really looking at how we go about interconnecting everybody and making them tight, a tight knit community. But we just haven't got there. Um, what we're doing now is we're using this mentorship program to re- evaluate right so this mentorship program is allowing us to connect to people in a really different way than we did before beforehand it was just self-service and we saw them once a month once every six weeks or so now it's like we're going to be in your life integrating to your life from multiple different touch points that's going to allow something different and i think when we bubble when that thing when those things bubble up and when we start hearing those stories at the end of it we're going to have a real clear crystal clear clarity on how to start connecting these people yeah. Um, a part of me just wants to go make a directory, but then it's just about how do you make a sustainable directory and what do you use it for and how do you keep people going back to it? It, it seems to me that you, you've got some, what you could, I mean, you can do a lot of different, there's a lot of different dynamics. You, you could, you could identify people by category or you could identify them by the stage of business they're in. 
We identify them by both right now. So when we do yeah. a lot of surveys, we identify them by industry and we identify them by stage of business. Yeah. Um, and the, then the, the difficulty is, it's like, you don't know who you're dealing with. Right. Right, because I think there should be a third category almost into business experience. Yeah. Because I might be early stage business, but hey, I've got quite a lot of legs. I've got, I've got quite a lot of time on my back. And so because of that alone, that allows me to act different and move a lot quicker than someone who may be just starting out and no experience. Mm. What, what, so, what, were the, what were the most like, common issues that you saw across all the businesses, the same that they faced? As um, black owned businesses, what, what are the common challenges? Um, the common challenge I've seen is access to capital. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, I don't even want to call it access to capital, I think. Sometimes that's true and some capital is needed, but that's if you're going to make a debt-based business. Um, I think like, what's missing is understanding the steps from seeing someone on Instagram who's just blown up and did their million sales or million dollars in sales or whatever, and where they're sitting today. That is just wilderness. That line, that journey, that experience is not illuminated. It's dingy and dark, and there may be only a few streetlights. Mm. I think Saturday school's job is to put streetlights along the way, if that makes any sense. And you start with the most strategic points, and then you work backwards to integrate the whole to integrate the whole line. Now, people, a lot of people come to us with, "How do we get online?" My business was doing hand to hand, this, that, the yeah. other. I was selling mm-hmm. products in front of people. I was going to meetups. I was going whatever how do I get the attention to sell this and do these numbers online? That's a real question. How do I operationalize my business so it's not just me doing my business, but I can hire someone else and go and go progress this further? How do I dream bigger? Like a lot of like businesses are like, oh yeah, this is paying me a hundred pounds. Oh, this will be okay to make me, I can survive with this. No, you can, but if you make, you can make a couple hundred pounds, I'm sure you can make grand. Yep. Like, and if you can make a grand, I'm sure you can make two or three. And if you can make two or three grand, I'm sure you're good for the year. And you can scale, you can now, you've now covered yourself. So now what does looking like covering others look like? And I think there's a real, I think there's a real confidence in that. A lot of people that come to Saturday School are really early stage. So they're just formulating an idea or they're just launching their idea. Remember, we said the basics of business. So that's the environment we created. And I think it's so important that once you learn the basics, that means you have a real place to go. And when it comes down to it, I'm just like, hey, have you factored in you're going to pay yourself? Mm. Have you factored in what's your price? Right. Have you factored in like you don't actually have to go do this broke, you know, and just changing that mindset and coaching that mindset into thinking I, my idea is worth money. My idea is worth value. I'm doing okay. It's not that someone's taking pity on me for buying this, but someone's actually seeing mm. value in this and buying this. Yeah. And that's a systemic thing that's difficult to uproot in 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 the community that in the community that we're in. It's really. Do you, think, do you think? Do you think we'll see? Do you think? It, it seems like the, there's a gap where larger businesses could be buying more from black-owned businesses. They could be, but it's like where's your stripes at? A lot of the a lot of this market is um, early stage. A lot of this market is in development. There's a there's a there's a there's a there's a small percentage of really high net worth 
black businesses and black individuals out there and all success to them and I love to watch them and what they're doing but the, the rest of the maturity of the market isn't in a place yet where we can make those sustainable differences and that's where you get the conversation of pipeline or I can't find them or this that the other no they're there it's just that they're few and far between and they're still quite niche and so how do you make this accessible and how do you improve the whole market you teach them the fundamentals first mm. um but I'm really I am interested in getting more and more orgs to buy from black business in terms of just like in just get it into their supply chains but exactly. that's a that's a job in itself right and there's a lot of people out here doing a lot of black business directories and this that the other and I love I love to see it but my whole is thing it, is have you have you actually seen um, I mean Pepsi Pepsi made a pretty uh, big declaration the other day Pepsi's won by an Indian woman last time I checked. That's yeah, why. No, she's, retired. she's retired, but the new CEO was, was talking about um, at, at achieving a certain number of management positions um, yeah. also, also within their supply chain. So but what about like the Marks and Spencers? I mean, companies like this, they could... Yeah, I, I, I think... Shall I tell you what I think is more? Shall I tell you what I think is more important than doing that conversation? Mm-hmm. I think what's more important is you know how they did the gender pay gap, yeah, and they made it like legal, like a legislative thing. I think you need to go and do the um, equalities and diversity, whatever the diversity pay gap mm-hmm. issue, whatever. Then you need to publish that. Then you need to look at that and say, okay, cool, this is unacceptable. Then you just need to go pay people more for the jobs they're doing. Step one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I understand that management's great, but not everyone's going to make it to management and everyone's currently underpaid. So if I told, like, usually I've got a rule of thumb if I'm ever talking to anyone um, of colour, I'm just like, whatever price they give you, double it and add 20%. The reason why is because they're going to negotiate you down anyway. There's probably someone sitting there with almost double your salary to do the same job. Like, there's a lot of shit that you're just, that's unspoken that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. that you they're going to negotiate you down anyway but you just need to start with a position that makes sense yeah if that makes any sense um and that's how that's how we go about it and i think that would make a more impactful difference than just trying to put everyone in management it's it's necessary to put everyone in it's put more to put more people in color management but i think you'll impact more lives if you just pay people better yeah i mean i think that's right because it's there's simply there's simply more more impact more financial impact across those numbers of people so it would make that would make sense so what what's happening now with you with your with your mentoring program because you, you wanted to get you wanted to get funding yeah we got funding now like we got 20 grand in the bank i don't think we're good we're good for the next six months if someone wants me to run this program for a year then hey we might have to find another 30k but I think we got 20 grand in the bank. So I think what we need to do is not be greedy and turn around and say, okay, let's operate with the cash we have in the bank. Um, I've got like the best services that I could procure with that money and we're building out the program now. So um, we're launching on July 18th, um, this mentoring program. Um, we're gonna close, we're gonna close all um, applications. How many mentorees do you have? How, um, let's see, we have, do you, want, do you want the hot live number for today or do you want the, do you want the number I knew from last week? Whatever you have in your head. 
Um, we had over 380 mentors, and I think we've got over 300 like businesses signed up. That's fantastic. Yeah, man, it's gold. I, every time I've tried to serve my community, I've never been left. I've never been left out to dry. Um, yeah. I just think that's a real interesting lesson for everybody to say out loud. Every time I've served my community, I've never been left out to dry. And so I think it just shows more people. Goes if you're worried about anything, just go serve your community. Everything else will work out. Yeah, that's smart. And has it has it surprised you how how many people step forward and? You know what? Um, this has been a very different way of doing things. I've got the experience of like earning twenty k on a deal. Like, Kamizi does that regularly. Like, I've got experience of doing these things. So, I think the I think the overwhelm came in how we marketed this project, right? Because I was always going to do this. I was going to do this with five. I, I planned to do this before. This was three hundred people. I planned to do this with five people. Yeah. I planned to do this with twenty-five people. Before before it was three hundred, I planned to do it with a hundred people. You see what I'm trying to say? So mm. I was always going to do this. And so for me, that wasn't where the shock or overwhelm came. I think the shock or overwhelm came is when we said blackbusiness.mcsachi.com out loud. I think that was really. That was really what's the word not monumental like it's not that word but that was really that was really a point in my life i think i sat down and cried when we watched the site simply because um we got someone who's so we got someone who the world believes is so juxtaposed to me mnc sachi the reason why i love working with mnc sachi is because they look so juxtaposed to me into the outside world it doesn't make sense but to the inside to us it makes sense because we're so complementary in terms of our skills and our values like but we got MNC actually to say black business. And so any, anyone else, right? Anyone else thinking, oh yeah, we're the lefties or oh yeah, we're the this, that, the other. Or, oh yeah, we, 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 we champion diversity. We've got one black person. Yeah, you can't tell me shit now. Like I've got, we got, we got the biggest person with the, like a certain perception to turn around and say, hey, we're saying black business out loud. You ain't got no excuse to not say black business out loud anymore. Have you, and, seen, have you seen any other agencies try and step forward based on what you what you guys accomplish with MNC? Um, yeah, what, I think what this program is allowing is allowing space for is allowing space for people to just come up and say hello and ask for help and I want to contribute and, and we're providing an environment for where people can contribute, right? When, when, I, said, when we were talk, I was talking about it earlier, I was like, okay, if I want to hold people down to rights, I need to create an environment to do so. And so if my, if my whole thing was I wanted so much action out of this community, if my whole thing was I wanted so much doing from this community, I must give them a space where they can actually come and act and do. And so now people are just reaching out. Hey, Akil, I've got this service. Um, I run this tiny agency. I've got this service. I want to make a difference. Hey, hey, Akil, I've run this program. Um, I want to make a difference. Um, I've got this amount of time. Cool, sign up to be a volunteer. Hey, Akil, um, I want to make a longer lasting impact. Okay, let's talk to me about how your brand can make a difference here with these people. Fine, 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 and fine. Um, but in providing the space to make a difference, it's no longer me being cynical. I'm not trying to be cynical in me trying to say, hey, you have no excuse not to say anything again. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say, you have no, no excuse not to say anything again. And here's a place you can start. But if you don't want to start here, there's a whole other world outside. Um, and being open like that, I think is allowing me to like really start a juggernaut train here because people really, 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 really want to come down and support. And I think that's really, it's really beautiful to see like people just giving their time.
yeah. time is the most expensive thing a human being has to offer and they're just giving it to this project and I'm sincerely grateful for that. Yeah, I remember I remember I remember years ago um I think it was Sony PlayStation. Mm. They ran this program in London and I just thought it was brilliant. It was you had to submit a film and in return you won an won an hour with in each category, like there was someone in the music business, someone in fashion, you got an hour of their time. I always thought that was a, just a, a very powerful. Well, well, for me, I had to think about it like this, right? I was like, a commercial day is about a thousand pounds, so that's in the cheap. Yeah, yeah. A commercial day in the creative industry is about a thousand pounds, and that's in the cheap. So if we said, all right, everyone is just mid tier, just blanket as an, as an organization, even though we know I pinned this to senior leaders, so the price is probably double, right? That means we have over £380,000 worth of investment inwards towards the black businesses through mentoring and human resource, excuse mm -hmm. me. And that's not even including like the brand stuff or the brand engagements or the masterclasses or whatever other shit we have to give. That's just straight time over six months with this pattern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? If they spend any more time with you, fuck, you almost doubled it. So when, you, when, I, could when I could see that, I was just like, oh, we're onto a moneymaker. Because in my head, I'm just like, oh, wait, we actually didn't, we didn't raise 20 grand, no. We raised like 380, 390, 500. Like, I'm still, when we come out to the end of the project, we'll see the real cost. But yeah. this was just operating budget. Yeah, and if you view it like that, then, oh, my God, that's leverage, right? Because yeah. now we've just done this leverage with 20K. That means how far have we stretched a pound? Okay, this is how far we've stretched a pound, and this is the investment, and that's the impact. We're rock stars out here making money or making money fly. We're like the world's most poorest but most efficient medium-sized business. Congratulations, us. Mm -hmm. That's something. So I'm really starting to be. I'm really starting to get excited if we do our jobs right about the stories that we might hear on the back end of doing this work. And that's really been keeping me motivated to really go and deliver and do things properly and make sure that everyone's okay and all the safety checks are done and all that type of shit. Because um, there's, I was impacted. There's, um, there's this guy in the states called Scott Belsky, someone I know. He works at Adobe. He built he built a lot of the Adobe communities. Okay. And um, I think he's written this book about this period of time, which is kind of like um, the make or break. Like like you know, you start a business, you got a lot of energy, and you've got a momentum to carry you through. But then you hit this kind of trough. And if you can't make it through the trough, you can kind of like the, the business can fail. So it, it's like that. It seems to me like a critical piece of um, where you put where you can put your energy. Yeah, there's training. It, 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 does he call it the messy middle? Is that his name? That's exactly what it's called. Yeah. Oh, I Googled his name. But so for that is how do I does, how do I go around that? So I've been tracking my research projects for the last three years. So I also know that when I get deep into the heart of the research, right, where I've done all the, where I've done all the nice, easy interviews, but now I'm really deep in the data and I feel like shit and because there's so much data points and I'm all lost and my mind is scrambled and I can't get anywhere and I can't see left from right or up from down or out. That's where the team game comes in. So I've been, remember I said I've got experience with being through this, so this is where the team game comes in. So I always, I always realize a point, I know where my point of overwhelm is now. 
And because I know my point of overwhelm is, and I've just surrounded myself by individuals, what, do you think all these 380 people are going to sit there for free whilst I sweat my ass to build this program? No, 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 no. I'm roping you in from early. So if I need, I realize I've got a block, I'm just like, I'm not even sitting here with this block for three hours. I'm going to write, I'm going to spend 20 minutes, I'm going to write up, I'm going to articulate myself, I'm going to write out the problem, I'm going to email someone. And I'm going to email someone on that list. And if they sign up to volunteer, hell, it makes sense. They're going to help. That's brilliant. And I think seeing that as a way out has undone me right last week was a depth of despair i felt super overwhelmed because i was just trying to mobilize the team that means i had to do a lot of talking and talking and writing talking and writing because that's just the stage you have to do but so if you have if you have if you have needs right now in terms of the state you're in what what are the needs um i think i've got them i think i've got them teed off almost um partnerships because partnerships are starting to become a beast that if I want to do it correctly, I might as well outsource it outside my head. It's taking up too much time, but I want it done it right. I want it done right. Matching, pairing, not even matching, but pairing. Pairing mentee- tours to mentees. We're going through a process to do that now. Um, we're really proud of ourselves and how we're going to go about it. And it's going to be based on a lot, a lot of co-design um, with the mentors, mentees, sorry. So I think we're going to even get mentees to do some of, a lot of the selections and a lot of the pairings based on their okay. experience of what they might need. When you, say partner, when you say partnerships, what, what are you talking about in terms of the So um, a lot of brands have come, have come around to say hello. And so we're trying to organize what that proposition might look like. We're trying to organize what that, that, how delivering that value to this community might look like. And also what's the value for them? I don't believe in just give, 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 give. Okay. And so I asked that question out loud. It might throw a few people, but I think it's important for them to go and reflect on so they're not trying to do a snatch and grab at the end. And so it's just now making sure that all those things are articulated well, communicated well, and so that we can just schedule them down into our programming for the next six months. Mm-hmm. What, type of, what type of companies are coming forward? Um, multinational, large-scale tech. Even, um, but all, what's really beautiful also is the independent makers are coming. So the independent makers with like serious craft and serious experience who've done this for 20 years and now gone off on their own, they're coming and saying, hey, Akil, I want to make a difference. Yeah. And so it's not like I'm shunning them. I'm like, no, nah, your voice is still, your voice is still as valuable. And so we're trying to create that space where people can really start realizing and achieving and receiving value from places that they may not have seen before. Like people have come to me and said, hey, I want to deliver like this e-commerce accelerator. And I'm like, yo, that's sick because I know black communities trying to get online and sell product. What? Then people, the another person came to me and said, hey, I do with lifestyle entrepreneurs. So I know people that have got like mad, f- I, I tell people with crazy followings on social media, go out and sell their, sell their wares or sell their experience or sell their whatever they've got to sell. Oh, congratulations. I know there's a few people on that list that are going to come and do that. Like, and so this is what I mean, where I'm really trying to make sure that there's a level of value delivered throughout all our partners for this community, because I'm just like, right, if we pin that down, it's not just this level of investment that goes in there now, it is what, what's your output from this investment? And you start creating a real nice place where people can say, oh yeah, this really changed my life. Oh yeah, this really changed my business. Oh yeah, this really helped me grow. Like I have to shoot for those what's the word i'm really trying my best to shoot for those um points of view or those sorts of reviews or those sorts of impact level of levels of impact because if i have those in mindful in, in mind if i fall short then at least i know i've positively impacted the business instead of just saying hey i'm running the mentoring program and i don't care how it turns out look how big it was yeah 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 that's i mean that makes a lot of sense you want you want the you want the success stories you want the case studies you want the you want the companies that 
you nurtured through uh, to be able to have positive stories to tell, right? Yeah, like I, I really believe, I really believe it's important. Like I realized how mentoring is done for me. So understand how mentoring is done for me now. I can't now go up, go away and say, oh yeah, it'll be all right. I saw how much effort that, that, that organization put into my mentoring. I saw how much effort that organization put into me. I saw how much effort people were put into me. So how do I create this environment where people can put that effort and energy into someone else? And I understand it might be leveraged off my name, but that's not a bad thing. Not always. And so if I come with these values and you're now, in part, you're now joining me in my world, are you going to come with these values? Yeah. And if you are then hey let's party if you're not then thanks for offering to help and no thank you yeah no that's that, that makes a lot of sense um any any parting thoughts i'm grateful for you look um and like i realized that you're only as limited as your as your organization yeah like, I don't mean as your organization as in the physical being, I mean as in the organization of the word doing being organized. Mm -hmm. Like, I realized I've come to the real, real sincere conclusion that you're only as limited as your organization. And that's really fun for me because I feel like I've been, I've been trying to be at the teetering threshold of a growth stage for a really long time. Um, and so obviously you make growth every day, every day, every day, especially if you focus on growing. But when I say that, I mean that I've always been, I, I work in a lot of major processes. So I'm always mindful of going, whoop. And how do you stay prepared for that? And that hockey stick growth. And it's good to understand that you're limited by organization because if I really want to stay on the hockey stick growth sort of angle or trajectory or gradient, whatever you want to call it, I need to just stay at a certain level of organized to get me through. Yeah. And so those levels of days where you're drowning, that's fine, Akil. You're allowed to, you're allowed to flail in the water a little bit, but the life raft is if you really spend some time to write down and communicate where you may be struggling and talk to that list of 380 people you've yeah, got there. Yeah. And it's just, it's almost, it feels counterintuitive. It sounds counterintuitive, but it's absolutely essential. I follow those rules and those basic rules if I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Well, it's an amazing story and you're just really starting. Yeah, man. A new chapter that's going to be amazing. So I want to, I want to keep in touch, and I want to find out how it all goes. Um, thank you. I feel like we should, we should have maybe a conversation in like October because October a lot of life would have happened, and I'll still, be, I'll still have to be quite. How can I describe? Um, like ready and active and responsive because they'll only be like what part two thirds way through the rodeo. The job won't be done Let's yet. Let's do that. Let's do and that. So I feel like that might be a great that might be a great point because that'd be a great reflective point for me, right? Because I'll be able yeah. to look around and say, hey, that was good and that was bad. And if I want to finish this out strong, then I might have to go and do these things. So that'd be, that'd be a great, almost reflective piece for me as well. So I'm grateful for that. That'd be amazing. That's very cool. Well, thank, thank you for telling the story and, and explaining what you're up to and, and the amazing stuff that you've been I hope doing. I made sense. I've been like, this has been a lot, and a lot of things have been spinning around in my head for, for a very long time for the last few weeks. So I just hope I could articulate myself in a way that everyone listening can understand. And yeah, if you want to help, if you want to help and you want to reach out, like, please do. My name is Akil Benjamin on LinkedIn. I've got dreadlocks. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's it. You'll, you'll find me. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get this uh, listened to by the number of people in the app business in the UK. 
oh, that's beautiful. The ad business is going to really know who we are. So I, I appreciate you for reaching out, Ed, because I know you didn't have to. And yeah, I think it makes a difference for me being able to tell this story through others, um, because that means that more people will be willing to engage with it, right? Like, I think the people in my community are, how can I describe, the people in my community are already part of the story. And so if we want to reach more people, people like you coming to tell stories like this is really important for me to like engage in new spaces and meet new people and make differences in new, new, new areas of life. So thank you. Yeah, I think, I think that piece is going to be really important is how you, how you think about telling the stories and sharing the stories of, of, of the businesses that you're mentoring. Because I, yeah. I think once, I think once you, once you can bring those people to life, and you can see what they're going through, and you see so, how they're helping them. It make it's going to make a big difference. Oh, 100%. A, a real, a real interesting thing for me is that film. I'm, I'm trying to see if we can communicate ourselves, maybe not just economically through numbers, but also like qualitatively and viscerally through film. And yeah. so I want to hear what other people have to say about their experience through film. We're going to be working with a few videographers. We've got videographer in our team. But we're also going to be working with a few filmmakers. Um, from the MNC Thatcher Network to see if see if there's a story worth telling here. Well, I think there's story, there is a story worth telling. You've definitely got a story worth telling, and, and I'm sure you can make something amazing. I hope so, but yeah, I think that's going to be really our that's going to be really our difference because it's it's required, man. It's just required. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Really nice talking to you. And yeah, man. Be in touch again. Uh, just drop me in. Just let's let's schedule a note. Let's schedule some time for October now, like by email or something. Because yeah. I, I feel like that's actually a really nice place to maybe just stop and talk about it. We'll do that. Okay. Thank you. Ed. Thank Have you. a great day. This is your host Ed Cotton. Thank you so much for listening to Inspiring Futures. Until next time.